Hello, welcome to the Leaders of Learning podcast. I'm your host, Ling Ling. When we talk about our assets, quite often we think about the things we own, like our house or car or the money we have in our bank accounts and in our wallets. Very rarely we think about our intangibles, one of which are the relationships we've built over our entire lives. When wisely cultivated, our relationships can be our greatest asset in building our careers and enriching our lives. We've invited Annie Yahya, founder of Vital Voices Asia and co-founder of Cowork Asia to share her stories on how her rich relationship capital helped her in work and in life. She calls herself a strategic connector. So would you mind if you could share with our listeners uh, a, a little bit more about yourself? <laughs> In the last 14-15 years, I went through a number of um, life-changing events that made me reflect on what is the purpose of me <laughs> on this planet? Uh, you know, the same thing that a lot of people my age go through. And uh, I decided that what I want to be able to do is help people become successful. Uh, naturally, when I was the um, VP of um, a large organization um, focusing on business development. I was already doing that, but not on a personal capacity. So I took the opportunity to serve others through Vital Voices Asia, through my work in um, building training curriculums, inviting my friends, uh, trainers, consultants into my network, and bringing them all out to my clients. So it's a win for my partners, for my clients, and for me. I'm very happy that that's the path I have taken because it is really, really very rewarding to to help, <laughs> to contribute, to know that you are making a difference in other people's lives. You know, Network building is not natural for a lot of people, particularly for an introvert like me. But I made an effort to build my network and I am very happy to help people do the same through my coaching work and through my consulting work. Oh, excellent. So can you tell us what does it mean to be a strategic connector? What does that mean? So a strategic connector is someone who puts two or more people or business owners or organizations together with the aim of helping them expand their network or grow their business. You know, so, so in other words, it's, it's strategically connecting people to get them to a better place in their career or in their business. As a strategic connector, I focus on the growth of learning and development industry, particularly in the areas of personal and professional excellence. Cool. How long have you been a strategic connector? 
Well, here's, here's, here's the thing. Uh, my career path has given me the opportunity to work with people, you know, with organizations, uh, government agencies, multinationals, even business owners, by helping them design and develop uh, training programs. So through this process, I, I meet people who need training programs and I also work with people who provide programs. So I sit in that space where I can actually help both parts and in doing so I give variety to the content of what my client needs. So that's the value that a strategic connector in my space provides. Hmm. It sounds like in the line that you do in the space of learning and development, you, uh, you network with uh, various kinds of people. So from people in corporate to independent trainers to, you know, the regular person as well. So with your experience, how do you define relationships? Uh, absolutely. So if we go down to that definition of relationship, I would define it as a connection between two or more people. You know, they, it, it can be friendship, it can be acquaintances. Relationship can also be within a family. What is different between this, you know, friendship, acquaintances, family is the depth of the connection. How much energy, how much effort do we put in in building that capital you know we can all have friends and thousands more on social media but the question is how deep is that connection that we have with these thousands of relationships right we, we may live in the same house with the members of our family but we could at that time have a better relationship with someone outside when it comes to the depth of a relationship and the energy that you put into, how do you create deep relationships? Because we live in a world, if you think about it, we have so many connections with you know, the help of social media, with the help of like Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Of course, there is that illusion that we have so many friends, but what is, la what is lacking is perhaps you know the depth of it. So how do we make a relationship deeper? You know, Ling, we gravitate towards people who are like us, right? And um, which is why we tend to follow people on Instagram because, you know, we like uh, what we see and we, we feel that we can be that or we are that. But what is missing in that sort of relationship is emotional connection. You know, you wouldn't ex you would experience meeting someone, and you don't really care if you get a second meeting with this person or not, right? And and there is a reason to this, and the reason is that um, there is an expectation of outcome that is not being established. So a great relationship building is about intention. It's knowing what do you want to establish out this out of this relationship. That you know, there is also relationship where you enter into that is not planned. You know, people that you meet at parties and all that. So that's fine. You don't have any intention. You just want to have a good time. But there's a high chance that you go back without really knowing much, or or there isn't space for you to build further that relationship. 
But if you go into a relationship with a set intention, you know, I really want to get to know this person better. I think he can help me do this. And in return, I can help this person do something else. Well, there is now a reason for you to further develop this relationship and move to the next step. So it sounds like if we want to create a deeper relationship, there must be clear expectations on both ends on who wants to get what from out of this relationship. And there's a mutual agreement in trying to help each other fulfill this expectation. But wouldn't it be difficult, especially if you meet someone new, meet someone for the first time, because you wouldn't know uh, what kind of expectations they have. And sometimes we get into a situation, like you say, uh, if we go to a party and we meet someone, uh, but we don't have any expectations in mind, you know. So how how do we establish that, especially if it's in a new relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as as a personal practice, uh, I believe that everyone who crosses my path has something to teach me, and this is not something. That's not something new. I I, I learned this a uh, long time ago uh, from this quote. I cannot remember who says this. Everyone who crosses our path has something to teach us. So as a personal practice, as each time I meet someone new, I look out for something that I like and I admire about the person. You know, be it about the way he or she looks, the way they speak the way they behave and from that point on I try and find connection um, relatable uh, in these three areas something that I like and I'll, I'll say it out loud I'll, I'll tell them in an appreciative manner of course that you know I, I really appreciate you I, I really like the way you speak uh, and and you know you you sound so humble so authentic that you actually open that door for the relationship to grow further. One of the reasons why relationships are broken is because, number one, lack of authenticity. You know, people can know if you're not being real um, very quickly. You know, we all have that sort of a um, built-in mechanism, that intuition, in instinct, you know, that one person is not being authentic and you know i have to be careful with this person but if you walk into a relationship you, you or, or you meet someone at a party you you just have to be you and you just have to look for the good that you can appreciate in that person and if you have the courage to say it out loud then do so <laughs> really that that is that has been um very successful for me i know it may be hard for someone who who is not natural for them to just go out and speak to strangers but hey relation build relationship building takes effort it takes uh, some work so in in establishing a new relationship, it sounds like one needs to have the courage to step up and step out of their comfort zone and reach out to someone else. And in doing so, to find that uh, commonality between you and the other person so that you can establish that relationship and hopefully it will flourish into something further. So why is it important to establish this kind of relationship? How does it affect uh, our careers, our work, our life, and perhaps the way we, you know, learn. Well, you've, you've heard of the saying, you know, no man is an island. This is especially true in, in, in a business setting, in a professional and working environment. So if someone is serious about advancing her career, 
or his career, they need to have very high self-awareness on where they are in terms of relationships and relationship building skills. You know, even if you're the most talented person in the organization or in your business, without a meaningful relationship with people that matters, your climb up may not be so easy because you really depend on other people to help you grow, to help you reach out to that thing that you want to achieve, whatever it is. So it is important to establish meaningful relationship because, you know, as human, that is our basic need. We need to form relationship. And um, you may be familiar with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. He had presented a, a pyramid um, which states that one of the things that we need that is beyond basic, you know, food, um, warmth, water, rest and all that is our psychological need. And that is relationships, friends, people who can support you before we go to the next level of uh, self-fulfillment. Hmm. Mind if you could share a personal story of yours on how relationships have helped you to become successful in what, what you do as the founder of uh, Vital Voices and co-founder of Coach Work Asia? There, there are just too many such examples in my life, but um, I'll share with you the most recent one. I started Vital Voices Asia about three years ago, and at that time, it was more about the need to focus on uh, my children. Um, I have children who was already um, um, needing uh, my attention extraordinarily, <laughs> and I was having difficulty managing my time, and I really badly needed um, to get away and spend more time outside of my working environment. And when I voiced this out to my employer, uh, it was difficult in the beginning because I had a huge responsibility of bringing the uh, organization up to the next level. It was a startup, you see. So the work environment was really very stressful and all that. And it wasn't really a great time to leave. I have done, I have built enough capital within those people who matters in the organization for them to allow me to go and 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 spend time with my family and at the same time you know to to keep the family going I start my own business and and what they had done was amazing um they kept a, an open door policy for me I can go back uh, to work with them on a full-time basis whenever I need to. So that was quite a comfort. And I know this, this is, you know, people may think that, well, well, that is unique. That is, you know, that doesn't happen to everybody. But I strongly believe that that can happen if you put in effort in building trust and building that, that um, and putting that effort in making people know of your worth. So in that in that uh, um, 
situation, I, I was given an open door to come back to work. That gave me the the confidence to, you know, leave. And not just that, almost everybody in the organization had helped me in my setting up of my company. And the people that I had worked with, the, the trainers, the consultants, the coaches, they all came up rallying for me to become successful. They helped me to set up my business. They helped bring their clients to me. They helped work with me, uh, getting consulting jobs um, without paying them their ordinary fee, you know, their regular fee. And uh, like I said, I, 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 th I think that is all because I had demonstrated to them that I am worthy of that help. And I believe that they had given back to me because I had given to them first what they needed. Like, like building any capital, you've got to put in money first, you've got to put in resources first. So in relationship building, you put in your effort and your time and your ears. You know, sometimes people just want to talk to you. They just want to express their emotions. Your time and effort in listening to them is considered building that capital. <clears throat> I'm great you touched on uh, the relationship capital, on how the effort and the time that you've put into building all these relationships has uh, given you so much in return, especially in setting up your, your first company, uh, Vital Voices. And you've touched briefly about uh, the elements of a really good relationship. So one of the things you touched about was uh, showing what you're worth, building that trust. So can you expand on that and, and tell us what are the elements or characteristics that make a relationship successful? So how do you know if you're uh, in a good relationship or in a not so good relationship and how can we you know, m make it a good relationship? What, what does it mean by a successful relationship? Let's explore that a little bit, right? A successful relationship means that there exists between two people or more a meaningful connection that fulfills the needs of both sides. A relationship involves people, right? If, if, if one doesn't feel satisfied within that relationship, uh, there is a high chance that this relationship won't work. You know, one of them will drop off. And when we, when we talk about the needs of both sides, these needs may vary from one person to another. It can be one need. It can be a combination of many. You know, it could be emotional needs, uh, intellectual needs, and at business level, commercial needs. So there are three keys to building a successful relationship. Number one is being authentic. There is nothing about being your true self. Number two is trust. You've just got to de demonstrate that you are trustworthy. And number three, you've got to be respectful of people and their needs. You know, um, and in these three, underlying these three, it's really about being emo emotionally intelligent. And how, how can we help in introverts, especially if they are they are shy, they don't have as much courage, um, perhaps you can share some EQ-related tips on how introverts can build uh, their relationship capital or new relationships. How can we help introverts step out of that shyness and gain that courage to, to establish or, or build their relationship capital? 
building relationships for someone who is an introvert is not easy. I I recognize that. I am one myself. What had helped me was my why. Why do I need to do this? Why why is building this relationship with this person or with this group of people important? What is the consequence of not being in the right space with this people for an introvert assessing this will give them the courage to step up i would call this establishing intention like everything else that we do in our lives in order to know that we have been successful or not you know in that effort or in the work in the in the goals that we have set for ourselves or at the end of the day, have we done what we have done, what we have set to do? We will only know if we have set the intention in the beginning. So my recommendation to introverts is that when when you go into a relationship, ask yourself these few questions. What is the consequence of me not being party to this? What do I need to do to step up? Uh, what do I have to learn? Because being emotional intelligent is being aware of self and of others, right? And when you're aware of yourself, your fears, your your limitations, uh, one can begin to understand what needs to happen for me, for me to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. Uh, so you've talked about establishing expectations or understanding what your expectations and intentions are and when you go into a new relationship or when you try to foster a relationship that's where we become uh, to connect to become more vulnerable we share our expectations we share our intentions and hopefully we can help each other build this relationship into something more meaningful something uh, more deep but what if we are in a situation where you know what, we have the right intentions, the right expectations, but the other party is unwilling to share their expectations or, or agenda or intention. So it becomes like a one-sided kind of relationship. And to me, it sounds like it doesn't fit the definition of what a successful relationship is. So how can we ensure that when we go in into establishing a relationship that we know we're building the right kind. Mm. I would, I would really want you to ask yourself, why do I want this relationship? Why is is it big enough a why to remain in the relationship? Uh, because if it's not, then you know there's there's a whole lot of opportunities out there. We are stuck in this comfort area. You know, we're really comfortable with this person. We're really comfortable with this business. We're really comfortable with this group of five people. That we forget to see that the world is so huge out there. There's just so many more experiences out there. So many more opportunities. I would say, ask yourself, what am I losing from staying here doing nothing and and, and continue to put in that effort what am i losing what am i gaining if what am i losing is a lot bigger than what i'm gaining by all means ling 
I would really suggest that to you, or the audience, the listeners out there, to move on. But how about when we have built that relationship capital, when we have that group, uh, that network of friends, the network of relationships where we've put in effort, we've put in time, uh, we've demonstrated our respect, our trust and worth. And there might come a time where we need to ask for their support, especially when we go through challenges in life, in our career. For some of us, and especially for me, asking for support seems like a really daunting task. I personally find this quite difficult because sometimes I feel, you know, maybe I'm not worthy asking for help or maybe what I'm asking for support in is, is really silly when I, actually, when I could actually do it myself. So what advice can you give to someone in taking, having that courage to ask for support, for help uh, in, their, in their relationship, in their network? You know, I would say just go and ask. What I've learned is that people are really, really very helpful. If they want to help you, they will help you. And if they, you know, just write out and say, you know, I don't want to help you, that's fine. Then you know that you've got some work to do with this person. You still got to build a little bit more capital, you know. You got to still um, work on that relationship if that person is important enough for you. But I'll say just go ask for it. Just go ask. People will naturally want to help. What is that situation that you're in? Find that right person who can, you know, if that, that person that you know, if only you have one person who you know who can help you, ask that person to recommend someone who is within that person's network to help you. Thank you again, Annie, and thank you so much for your time for joining us in this podcast. Thank you so much. That was Annie Yahya founder of Vital Voices Asia and co-founder of Cowork Asia. Highlights from this episode and contact details of our guest is available on our podcast website at www.leadandlearn.co that is www.leadandlearn.co Joining us next week is Siddharth Jain, the creative director of Playware Studios. We will be exploring gamification and game-based learning. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate us on iTunes or SoundCloud. To celebrate the launch of the podcast, we will be selecting a winner to be part of the podcast. To win, write a meaningful review on either iTunes or SoundCloud. The winner will be announced after Chinese New Year. This is your host, Ling Ling. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast.